Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the day before Friday. I'm Jason Whitlock. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Uh, We have a special edition of Fearless with Jason Whitlock because as you're watching or listening to this, as you're hitting that subscribe and like button at youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. I'm eating good rancher's meat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm on an airplane. Headed for a trip out to, you know, let some steam off, visit with some friends, uh, just looking forward to it. And so it's just me and Uncle Jimmy today. Are you going to be practicing social distancing? Yes, I I'm am. I'm very serious. About yes, it. I am. I will be I need you to be back here. Okay. Social distancing. I've got my ivermectin. I've got, you know, I got everything I need for this trip. Uh, Dr. Falke said you need a mask. Yeah, I got a mask. I got it. I got it all. You are such a liar. You I got it all. You are not wearing a mask. Stop, yes, Jason. You can't get on a plane without wearing a Ooh, mask. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Although I'm fine private, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've got to do something to get you over your low sense of self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, anywho, uh, we have a special show. I'm allowing Jim to talk, to play 10 questions with me. And, you know, we're going to, we've been at this gym now for like 12, 13 weeks or something. Uh, we've, survived, we've survived your bout with COVID. Uh, we, <laughs> we survived my uh, bout with Hattie B's hot chicken. Uh, <laughs> Which one of us came closer to death? <laughs> I mean, because I heard you got a piece of chicken caught in your throat. <laughs> yeah, I had a whole bird caught in my throat. But anyway, uh, Jim's got some questions as we kind of take stock of where we've been, where we're going, what we've been doing, and just uh, so uh, sit back, kick back. I'm going to let Jim ask some questions. He says he actually polled some of you, viewers, listeners, whatever, for questions. So maybe some of your questions. Will Didn't like very well. many of those. Well, what do you mean? I, I haven't heard them yet. How would I know if I liked them? I'm talking them? about I didn't like them. Oh, you didn't like them? <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't wasting my time asking you some of them oh, questions. All right. Well, anyway, Jim, let's go. Let's get going. Me and you. What, what's up? What, what, what are your ah, Yeah. First of all. I'm going to get started with a fire starter. <laughs> yeah. That's how I start the show off. I mean, you know, it ain't too many times I get to get this moment of starting it off. Why you got your jacket button? You normally don't ju- button your jacket. You well, look, man, you, you know, I was, feel- tight today. I was, I was kind of feeling like Nicki Minaj's cousin. I was feeling real impotent. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say important? Whatever one it important. was. Important. Yeah, same. Important. You don't want to feel important. <laughs> we had to bring Dr. Jimmy Tutu back and, you know... <laughs> We don't want to do that. You ready to go, man? Yeah, please. Um, here we go. You ready for this question? Yes. Um, what's next for the show? Or are you going to say, I'm still tinkering, Jim. <laughs> what's uh, next? What are we doing next, man? Jim, I, I, I like the way you set that up because you gave me an easy answer. We're still tinkering with the show. We're still, this is like a new endeavor and you got all this space and freedom and the ability, you're not constrained like you are on cable television, commercial breaks and uh, more pressure from uh, corporate sponsors and just more rules like, oh, you're supposed to do this in TV and that. And you know, we're kind of out here foot loose and fancy free uh, and so we're, we're, we're still going to tinker with the show, but I, I certainly 
like the direction it's going. I, I think that uh, I think we've discovered something in Delano Squires. Uh, I think Delano is is tremendous, and so we're going to figure out ways to hopefully do more with Delano. And then uh, was it? It wasn't yesterday. It was two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Shamika Michelle came on here and set fire to the ring. Uh, <laughs> that was fascinating and interesting. She has a great spirit. Can you, can, can you slow down for a minute? What? Because that's my question number two. What? Can, can you, I, I have a list of questions I'm going down. Now, you literally walking over all my oh, questions. Well, I was, okay, well, let me okay, say I mean, the, Yeah, I, question I, number one. We still tinkering? Yeah, we're still tinkering, and I'm saying by tinkering, it's like, we're gonna find. Okay, stop. Question number two. Hold on, let me finish, because I, I haven't answered. The, I'm fully answered. We're gonna tinker with Delano. My Asian brother from another mother, Steve Kim, stoops off the chains. I like that dude. Yeah. I, I uh, of, I mean, I Steve Kim is a whole different type of guy. I, I think there's gonna be some things for me and Kim to do. I've got, oh, I've got a couple of things that I'm working on. You Wong for that. <laughs> That's your joke. <laughs> but I shouldn't be cracking it uh, when Steve's not here to defend it. Exactly. Yeah, I apologize. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I love what we're doing. We're just going to do more of it and, and just get better, bigger, badder. I mean, yesterday, did you not enjoy yesterday's show with Tony Dungy? Wasn't that amazing? I, I thought Tony was just off the charts, just relaxed, loose, comfortable. Uh, and so we're going to start probably tapping more into my friends around the sports world and the media space. And, and uh, you know, we had Isaiah on uh, uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, and that reverberated, you know, people did, <laughs> people picked up some definite highlights from that. And so uh, we'll do a little bit more of that. And, you know, we'll do a little bit more of, of me. And, you know, I want to get out there a little bit more and, you know, tap into my comedic side. Let me play some characters. You see, that, that leads into my next question, which yeah. was, what are we not doing that you'd like to see us do? Oh, that was your next question. Uh, gotcha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, what, 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 what's some things you'd like to do? Seriously. Well, I like sketch comedy. And I, you know, at some point, we want to add some more sketch comedy elements. You know, we did the Dr. Dre "Still Big Sexy" video, but there's some. You know, I've always wanted to do uh, a debate show between Fat Al Sharpton (1980s) versus Skinny Al Sharpton (2020). And well, what I, what do I call it first? First bake or first, I can't remember what I, what I was calling it, but I'm gonna do a debate between Skinny Al Sharpton and Fat Al Sharpton with uh, Ann Coulter. You gonna call it Hi. the Sharp Tongues, right? Yeah, the Sharp Tongues. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But anyway, okay. yeah. So we're gonna add a little more humor to the show. Not not that the, you, you provide plenty of humor, but I'm gonna dip my toe in the water. Well, let me ask you this. you have any plans to possibly add a female to the show? I, well... I mean, you didn't... Let, let, me, let me rephrase that. Yeah. We didn't have anybody come on the show yesterday. I don't know. You might have had somebody by... I don't know what. By the name of Shamika? That was two days ago, Jim. Two days ago. Yeah, same we had thing. Tony Dungy on yesterday. Okay, man. You know I came from the 80s, man. Yeah. I got some burnt-up brain cells. <laughs> Stop holding me like that, man. <laughs> what was your thoughts on Shamika? We had her on there the other day. Um... Let me just say, before you get started, yeah. I was impressed. I, I was impressed. The sister handled herself well. She was sitting up here amongst three men, and she gave no two dams, and she handled her business, and I was impressed. And I'd love to hear what you got to say about that. Loved Shamika. Loved the energy, loved the boldness, the fearlessness. Uh, that was interesting, but that was once. Hey, man, she... Three times, <laughs> we got, you know, we got, you're going to have to see a little more of it, but th that, that was real nice. And I, I do think we, we need a female voice. Again, I, I, people love to say I'm a sexist pig. 
I don't think I'm sexist. I, I'll, I'll take the pig part, but I don't think I'm sexist. I am a pig. Uh, but no, ser- on a serious note, I, I would love to add a, f- a female element to the show who can hang with the fellas and give as good as she takes. And, you know, for, for one day, that's, she certainly looked the part. Look the part, be the part. I, I'll just say with uh, Shamika's performance yesterday, Shamika shows she got a pair on her. <laughs> she actually got three kids, Jim. Three kids, and she's divorced. She's right. I'm talking about. I'm talking about her album cover. <laughs> oh. She got a pair on her. You call it an album cover. It's a book. She it could have been an Ohio Players album cover, Jason. <laughs> Come on, man. Kansas City I, I, Players uh, <laughs> album cover. Yeah, but it was a book called. It, it was a book. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I hate to say this, but you, you think I'm kidding. I ordered mine off of Amazon last night. <laughs> you think I'm, I mean, it's for real. And I'm not, even, I'm not even being funny because I really want to hear what she has to say. I, she... I really want to hear what she has to say, honestly. It's not even a joke. I could come up with a bunch of them, but I really, I actually... I'm, so you're I'm, fascinated is what you're saying, Jim. Um, actually, I think if I could use a word that I don't know what the definition is, I think the word would be enthralled. Enthralled. <laughs> <laughs> See, and we can't have that, Jim. I keep a, I, you know how I like to maintain a very professional work environment. You can't be enthralled. You can be fascinated. You can't be enthralled. In fact, okay, I'm there. That's what I am. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, Mika. I'm telling you, you got a fan with all Damn, the Damn, you already done took the she off of and just called her Mika. You, you done got, you, y'all DM and text and what? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Mika, I ain't said nothing, okay? Come on. Let, let, let's go to the next. Please, let's keep moving. Please. Let's keep moving. On, on, on the same level of, I just don't even mean the same, on the same level, because this dude here done started getting out. I ain't going to lie. I started hyping him up, but he's starting to get a little... Carried away. He getting like Pastor Anthony. Um, what's happening with, with with our boy uh, Delano? Man, Delano's starting to Delano's starting to become a force to be reckoned with in this industry. What you think about Delano it? Delano is a force to be reckoned with in this industry, and uh, he's a great discovery. And and I don't even want you know he started writing at the Federalist, so maybe those guys just discovered him. But I read his work and was like, wow. Then I met the dude, talked to him, was like, wow. And the thing I like about Delano is there's things that we're trying to get across message-wise, point of view-wise on this show. There's a, a culture we're trying to establish or trying to support of honesty and truth and family values and Christian values. And, you know, you and I talk about it. Delano lives it. And that's what I love. In other words, you said Delano's a far better guy than you and I. Delano don't talk about it. He be, he, he be about it. Yeah. And that's true. It ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry. Nothing wrong with it. And, and, you know, I, far better than you. He's just slightly better than me. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just I love the authenticity of Delano. And I think that if, you know, he can keep his head down and just keep chopping wood, the, the sky's the limit. I, I think he's an important voice. Uh, I think he's the right voice. I don't think anybody can, you know, question uh, his point of view. Because, you know, a lot of times when, when a, a black dude comes from a, conservative Christian point of view. Oh, oh, he's sold out. He don't like black people. But tell that to Delano's black wife and three black kids. He don't like black people, you know? Delano, but you know what? If you said that to Delano, Delano honestly looks like he would look at you and say, do I look as if I honestly care? What you as a black man think about me and how I raise my own. That's part of your problem. You have put race before your very existence. <laughs> he would. And he would mean it. And he wouldn't raise his voice. You yeah. know, me, I'd be like, man, if you don't get up, I don't. Delano be like, oh, so I see now I'm going to have to spite thee in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Delano's my dude, man. Yeah, and he's going to be a big deal in this media space. Uh, and it's, 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 it's an honor to work with him and have him on the show. Hopefully we can do more with him.
You know, think about Delano, and I'll ask you this because I don't know. Did he do any TV before this? Not that I'm aware of. He seems to be quite natural. That's what I, I mean, because it's one thing if you write great columns. I mean, it's another thing when you get in front of the camera and you can deliver and you can be articulate and as smart as this guy is and just calm. And he, a lot of people, you intimidate. You intimidate them and they get on here and they get, uh, uh, uh. You don't do that to Delano. And Delano don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And that says, I mean, I'm saying that says a lot to you. You can intimidate some people. You don't intimidate Delano. I don't know who I intimidate. Next. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm trying to hurry up, man. Give me a break. Um, Let me ask you a question here, because. Who do you. How can I say this? Who in the sports media. Do you have the most respect for right now? If anyone, but I know you do. You got some people. Yeah. Uh, if who do I respect the most in the sports? Me. You always talking about who you don't respect. No, I'm not. Who, who no, do you I'm have not. respect for? I don't know. Damn sure I... don't respect LeBron James. <laughs> he ain't especially just... since he done took your woman. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. That's a dead. I ain't got nothing to do. Trust with me, LeBron. it got handed down to Rich Paul. Okay. <laughs> LeBron's like, LeBron like. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So I don't think I spend a lot of time talking about who I don't like. You know, I criticize people from time to time. But look, look, we're going to set aside Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon. That's on one side. And, 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 uh, but, you know, I'm not going to set aside. You can't give no answers you already gave before because we done, we done touched yeah, on this before. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I guess I'm just going to have to stick with my guys. That, you know, I, I'm going to show a bias, but it's what I really believe. I, I, I think that my guys, uh, LeVar Arrington, Marcellus Wiley, T.J. Husmanzada, I, I love what they're doing. And, and they're doing different things. Uh... But, you know, where Marcellus has ended up and, and the way he's representing himself, his family, his worldview, point of view, and standing on that, hats off. And, and, and I would say same thing about LeVar, because, you know, LeVar is like a little brother to me. And, I mean, I love that dude. And love his family, love his wife, kids, the whole nine. And, and it's not that, because me and LeVar clearly don't agree on everything, but we've found a mutual respect and I, I, I like LeVar's work approach to, to life and his career and of trying to be in the media and he is representing his point of view. I think that show that he and TJ are doing up on game, I, I like their approach, they're finding a way to have truthful conversations in a way that's comfortable and works for them. Because, you know, people get caught up and, and think that I want everybody to be like me. And, and I really don't. I just want people to be their, their authentic selves and not groupthink followers. And so that's what I see from LeVar and I see it from TJ. I mean, dude, you know how I feel about it. TJ's the realest dude. I may have ever met. Like, I'm just, because a lot of people, we talked about it yesterday with uh, Pastor Walker in terms of some people have a different way of communicating depending on what setting they're in. Mm -hmm. TJ is TJ. If he's talking to President Obama, President Trump, President Biden, it's all going to be the same. Right. And that's what I respect about TJ and, and just, <laughs> you know, TJ's, you know, I, I just, all three of those guys. So my guys is, I guess, is who yeah. I would, yes. I hope no one's offended by me calling them their, my guys, you know, not because. Th- just they call them the crew. Just, just call them, that, that's your posse. Yeah, they certainly self-made and, and don't need me, didn't need me, but. I consider him my guys. You got LeVar Everington, he's running the west side. <laughs> you got Marcellus Wiley, he's running the north side over here. You know what I mean? 
Then you got TJ Pretty Boy Huspenzada. He's running the South Side. You know, the thing, Jim, I gotta say, I ain't never heard you do that. That's one of your best voices. I don't know where it, I just made it up on that the sound, Is that something from a Bronx tale or what? I don't know. I just made it up on the sperm in the moment. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even touching that, Jim. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not touching that. You know, honestly, but back to TJ, and you know, you and I talk in the dressing room, talk about people we met at Fox. And if I can just add something about TJ. Hey, man, TJ is the, cause I remember one time you and I talked about who would kick your ass quicker of all the guests, you know, who would whoop your ass quicker of all the guests. Yeah. And you had, we had some people that thought that they was gang related, and you were like, no, that, hey, man. T.J. Huspenzada is about that life. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because we go, oh, he's so nice. Man, T.J. whoop you. You know, I mean, you've yeah. heard. In other words, honestly, T.J.'s from, he's from the streets. T.J.'s another one of the people that came from the streets and excelled to where he's at right now. You know, and if you listen to his story, he'll tell you that. Love his relationship with his wife, his daughters. I've spent time with his, him and his wife. Uh, you know, TJ and his daughters, these great softball athletes and how much pride he takes in working with them. And then TJ, I mean, TJ just likes giving back to athletes. He coaches wide receivers during the offseason, prepares them for the draft. My guys, that's why I'm proud of them. That's why I'm claiming them because it, it says good things about me. I'm trying to, they like some jewelry I'm wearing. Every... Everybody at Fox always had some story that they told me. They always had a story they told me. Hey, man, the best story, has has TJ ever told you the story about Sean Taylor spit on him at the end of a game? I've heard it, but don't remember it. uh, Bottom line was Sean Taylor. Everybody know how crazy and how bad we heard Sean Taylor. Man, TJ said he spit on him at the end of the game, said he chased him all the way into his locker room. (laughs) And I believe him. You know, TJ, his whole look, man, that dude spit on me, man. Anyway, that brings me to my next question. Having said all of that, that we just said that, uh, you got any regrets about leaving Fox? No. Damn, it got quiet. I wasn't prepared for that question. Uh, and so it took me a second to say, oh, you had, no. Oh, you went there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, no, I don't. Plus, I think you've asked me this before. But why would I have any regrets? Because you just said those are your boys. You miss hanging out with your boys. Man, them's my boys right there. Yeah, no, I do miss that. But that's not about a regret about leaving. Man, I, just like I told Tony Dungy yesterday, I need freedom to be me. And what happened in the media space was I've always been able to be me. Even when I was at the Kansas City Star, when I was at ESPN or Fox Sports, AOL Sports, if I wrote for Playboy magazine, it was okay to be me. We have social media and the social justice warriors have created this atmosphere where you can't be me at a corporate media location. You just, it create, and it's not because the people working in that organization are bad, they're not. They're great people, but they're trapped in an environment where there's so much hostility for someone with my politically incorrect point of view that it's hard, I make it hard for the executives and, and there's just, just like I said to uh, Tony Dungy, is like, hey man, I, I want to talk about my faith, and it's hard to do at a corporate media site. If you listen to what Tony Dungy was saying, because he didn't take any shots at NBC, but he basically said NBC wasn't really comfortable with me talking about faith and talking about it with athletes, and they edited his stuff out. And he talked about how the NFL at one point tried to stop the athletes from gathering together in midfield and kneeling in prayer. And then Reggie White put a stop to that and you know, like, there, are you gonna kick me out of the league? You gonna punish me? And so that, sh- and that was, he was talking about that, he had felt like that happened in the 90s where do you think we are in 2020? If in the 90s they were trying to stop 
football players from huddling up in prayer at the end of games. That tells you about the kind of pressure television networks are under, leagues are under. Get this Jesus and God stuff out of our face. It's bad TV. We don't want it. And so I needed to be somewhere where my faith is actually an asset and it fits the culture here. And just like all the things that I do here fit the culture in terms of, I wanna make decisions about whether I inject myself with a vaccine or not. I don't want my employer to make that decision for me. That's the next two questions. I like freedom. <laughs> I like freedom. So you can't have freedom, not full freedom, not the kind of freedom I used to have in the 1990s and 2000 at other media outlets. They've taken those freedoms away. And so I've moved where I can be free. I don't know if you realize what you just said. And the other day when we had Tony on there, I didn't realize until you just said it. But Tony said that it was basically, um, what, what, what's the guy's name? Reggie White. It was Reggie White that challenged, basically challenged the NFL and said, yeah. we're going to the center field. And you realize what it was he went to center field and did, Jason? Pray. You know how he prayed? He took a knee. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Now that was an NFL player who took a knee for a stance. And we didn't hear about it on the media like we hear about this other guy that took a knee and made a career. As far as I know, and I, I, I need to do the research, that's the first time I heard that story. That's my first story. time ever hearing that story. I, rem I remember I wondered when he said it, I said, oh, I wonder what happened. They don't show it anymore. It still happens, I think. And it's been a while since as a media person that I've gone to the game and would watch and see what would happen after the games. But I still think it happens because I think I see it on TV. So it's smaller circles of guys. It's not as prevalent as it used to be. It was like when, when Tony said that yesterday and we talked after the air, it's like the jersey exchange has replaced mm -hmm. kneeling in prayer as a post-game scene. That's a TV decision. Okay. Let me ask you, this. okay, we, before we started this, um, we, we put out a couple of, we, we put out a poll to the fans and asked, does anybody have a que any questions for you? And you had a fan by the name of Dalton Ballard, and I think this is just rolls right into what we're talking about. Dalton said, did you have a red pill moment or were you always conservative? And I got a follow-up on that. Uh, and I'm not pausing in thought. I'm pausing in how I want to unpack this. But what I've been consistently telling people and if you like really follow what I'm saying, my grandmother, Lovey Kennedy, my mother, Joyce Kennedy Whitlock, took me and my brother as a child to 25th Street Baptist Church and planted these religious seeds in me. My father <laughs> signed me up for sports and football and planted some sports seeds in me. Football and the church have defined my values and my life worldview since I was six, seven years old. I've never changed. There has been no red pill moment. The only thing that's happened is the left and the media have moved to a point to where I look really, really conservative. And uh, that's because the left has moved things so far that anybody with any common sense, anybody is like, you know what, you should work hard and pull yourself up. Oh my God, that's a right wing conservative. That, that's a bad person. That's what my father believed. That's what they taught me at the church I grew up in, which was all black. And so, no, I, I didn't have a red pill moment. Having said all that, the experience I had at ESPN from 2013 to 2015, my second extent 
there allowed me to see like, whoa, not only have things moved, but there's a wickedness mm. and a lack of ethics driving this move further left. It opened my eyes to that. And so my, my focus is sharper because I understand the problem at a much deeper level. That it's not just, oh, things have kind of just moved to the left, blah, blah. Things have moved to the left because there's people that have a Satanist worldview moving it further to the left moving it away from God. And I believe that authentically. And I, I didn't fully understand it and grasp it until I went through that experience at ESPN. Let me, Let me stop you here. I want to tell you about our good friends at Built Bar. If you're getting tired of the same old bland, no flavor and bad taste protein bars, and you need to go and try our friends over at Built Bar. Their taste and flavor are one of a kind and they blow their competition out of the water from great flavors like mint brownie, double chocolate, and two of my personal favorites, Rocky Road and Salted Caramel. You will never look at those boring grocery store protein bars again. Built Bars are low in sugar and calories, but full of flavor and have truly helped me in my daily routine to get back in shape. And when you order these online, you'll get the opportunity to taste their newest flavors like peanut butter brownie or coconut almond before anyone else. So what are you waiting for? Go order your own, very own package of Built Bars now. Go to Built.com and use promo code FEARLESS to save 15% off your first order. Use promo code FEARLESS for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back. <clears throat> Good Ranchers, you've heard me talk about the great food our friends over at Good Ranchers have to offer. You may have even seen me sampling some of their great food right here on the set. Their chicken breast or options are all 100% Cornish hen, and their beef options come from pure 100% grass-fed cattle. And all of their chicken, beef, and pork choices are USDA graded. The quality of food you'll get is unparalleled from the cattlemen and their family feast bundles to the wonderful prime seafood package, Good Ranchers has plenty of great food to satisfy everyone in your household. So stop waiting and go order now. If you subscribe, you'll get $20 off and free express shipping. Get steakhouse quality for less than $5 per meal. Go to GoodRanchers.com fearless to get $20 off and free express shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com fearless. All right, Jim, I think you've asked six of your 10 questions. Nobody's counting. Oh, no one's counting? No one's counting. Oh. Right now, this- well, I'm this, stopping you. Wait, 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 no, no, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, this, this, is yeah. what, this is what my boss, the great Jason Whitlock taught me. Uh, when the interview's going good, you just don't stop it. Okay, so I'm sorry, I got a great guest. I wanna keep on going. That's a true story. <laughs> I can't argue. If I had me as a guest, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> Ah, uh, we got to get you over that low sense of self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L if I can, man, I'm going to go back to what we were just talking about, asking you about the red pill and whatever. Because mm -hmm. as you was talking, it, I, I, I wanted to ask you a question, man. Because I really didn't, don't realize the right and the left and all this. So now I guess you're on the right. right? No. Is that it? Or is that what they say? The That's red? That's what they say. Okay. Now, here's my question for you, though. But you say you're not. But let me ask this, though. Since you've been, since you've swayed to the right, since Jim, you've who, since you've swayed, I have not swayed. Since my question, I haven't moved. The line right and left has moved, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm you haven't moved. You haven't moved. Yeah, Let me ask this: yeah. How have you been accepted by that side? What side? By the right, because it seems to me like you're being accepted with open arms, far more than you was accepted from the other side. And so you're, handling, you're, you're hitting my point, exactly. And so I, I want to be crystal clear here. I haven't moved. Okay. And so the side, whatever side, Christians have never had a problem with me. Mm. Not true believers, anybody that's like, with, with a true Christian, I don't say anything crazy to Christian ears. And so as a child at 25th Street Baptist Church, no one ever had a problem with me and I was accepted. I was a Christian just like them. And so what has happened is 
again, because I haven't moved. I'm expressing the same value, same point of view. I haven't moved. People that consider themselves Christians, a lot of them, they've moved. Mm. They still go to church, but their religion is politics. My religion has never been, nor will it ever be political. I don't worship anybody in the political lane. If you can find me sucking up to any politician and even an unusual one like Donald Trump, who went from reality TV to politics, he's not really a politician. You can't find me, uh, I'm in no one's pocket as it relates to politics. He joined politics. So what? And But you can't even find me really high. I've been hypercritical of really only one politician and hypercritical, Sarah Palin. When John McCain picked her to be vice president, I spent two or three years blasting her and Palinites and blah, 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 blah. Right. But so I, I just haven't moved. And then so you're at, like conservative people. Well, who do you think was coaching football? Generally speaking, if there was a profile of a football coach, he was a religious conservative person, whether black or white. Those people have always liked me. All the way back from chat. When I, there's a picture of me playing fourth grade football. First game I ever played, Dallas Cowboys, low Dallas Cowboys hat. There was some Christian white dude that was our head coach. Never had a problem with me. Always liked me. And so I've stuck to the same groups, athletes, coaches, people in the sports lane, and people in the church lane. Now, do celebrity athletes that are caught up in social media, do they perhaps have a problem with me because I don't follow the social media group thing? and don't adopt all these things that have been approved by social media? Perhaps. But it's just like when TJ comes on the show and every time it'll be like, man, I'll be telling these dudes, if they met you, they'd love you or blah, blah, blah. And what TJ's saying is like, man, these dudes don't even know you. They going off some Twitter BS. Uh, you know what? I, and you know, I've hung out with Jason. And, and I've never had a problem getting along with athletes. I was, used to be one. I tend to think like one more. I'm just not moved by social media and by this little new secular movement. So I don't think the same people that were treating me good are the same people still treating me good. Now, have some of the people on the left that I used to be very good friends with? Because I don't care about people's politics all that much. It doesn't, because individuals are not evil or wicked, generally speaking. They get swept up in their little political ide ideology and, 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 and maybe adopt points of views and things like that over social media. But I've never had a problem with liberals and been friends with many liberals, still love them to death. Some of them are completely uncomfortable with me because I won't move with them as they move further and further to the left and further and further away from God. That there's just like there's some lines I'm not going to cross. Mm. That was nice. Let me let, let me transition this just a little bit, man. I want because. I don't know if you well, you know this. Uh, you, you, I don't know if you noticed on Twitter that uh, Chris Rock just announced that uh, he had COVID. Chris Rock had COVID. Chris, Chris Rock now has COVID. He has COVID. He has COVID. But you also know that in May, Chris Rock was a big, avid supporter. He, he, Chris Rock's also been vaccinated. Double vax, probably. Uh, yeah, he's been vaccinated. And in May, he told everybody to get the vaccine. Yeah. And now he has COVID again. I guess, you know, I guess there's a long list of people that have been vaccinated that are still coming down with COVID, i.e. Jesse Jackson, his wife, uh, and now Chris Rock, uh, Mike Vrabel, and other people. That brings me to my question. Lamar Jackson, go ahead. Lamar Jackson, that brings me to my question for you. You made a comment one day on the show. You said, the vaccine are for people like me. Yeah. I.e. meaning people like you. Overweight, older, yeah. Mm -hmm. That brings me to this question. So, 
What's going to have to happen to you before you get that vaccine? Nothing's going to have to happen. I stated privately to friends, family, whatever, I'll probably get the vaccine in 22. I'm going to let y'all go out here and be the guinea pigs. I'm going to wait. <laughs> and I'm going to show some patience and some discipline. So I'm not anti-vaccine. I know exactly who it's for. But I'm going to be a bit cautious before I just throw some stuff they done microwave through the FDA and everything else. I'm going to, y'all have at it. I'm going to, and particularly ever since you got sick, I'm going to address my risk factors by getting healthier and, and hopefully improving the system that God gave me to fight bacteria and viruses and things like that. That's my choice of action. I'm going to wait a little for some more results, some more data to come in. And, and I've also told family, friends, and anybody, and I guess I'll say it now to the audience, if I die from COVID, don't anyone go to social media. <laughs> Whitlock was a vaccine denier. He deserved death or it's terrible, what, blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. If I die from COVID, Blame my love of McDonald's. Blame my former love of grape Kool-Aid. Uh, blame uh, the long love affair uh, I've had with Gates Barbecue. Gates to get you every time. Uh, but don't blame COVID and don't blame my lack of vaccine. Don't, don't do that. That would be a lie you would be using me as a prop to argue some political agenda rather than deal with the truth. That if something happens to me because of COVID or whatever they blame it on, I, I might have a cold and they'll call it COVID, who knows? Blame it on me being overweight. And, and throw fits about that. Don't, don't come with me to this. 1% of the people are dying with COVID. And the other thing is, Jim, I've told people that I feel like I had COVID before it was popular. Okay. And I, I have some natural antibodies and have had it because, you know, I, I, I got really sick before COVID became popular mm -hmm. and, you know, shook it off, couldn't figure out what was going on. And, Went to the doctor a lot of and all that. that. And, and so this is before it got popular. Exactly. So uh, I, I, I'll just leave it at that. I am not anti-vaccine. I am pro Nicki Minaj. Mm. I'm going to pray about it, think about it. <laughs> She's comfortable with my decision. I think is what she said. I thought you meant she was down with implants. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to pray, think, contemplate, get comfortable with my decision. I'm not letting anybody bully me into anything. 22 is my target date for the vaccine. If, you know. Man, I, I, I got to piggyback off this question. I have to yeah. ask you this, and I'm so serious about this. I'm not real big on Twitter, but I'm big on Facebook. Yeah. I'm big. That, that, that's my people's, and that's where I go. Facebook? On Facebook. Oh, that's your problem. That, that's what I'm just saying. That's where I'm at. You know, Facebook and a, a, a black planet. That's where I be at. Yeah. Them, them's my two. <laughs> um, Christian my face. Mingle and, and Christian Mingle. And my face. <laughs> uh, but, you know, any seriously, and this is my question to you, and maybe I, I'm going to say it wrong, but I hope I get this out right. And, and I don't know if you've had this problem with your family, but, you know, man, Black, black people pick certain topics and they get real smart on these topics. You know, man, black folks come at you now if you talk about you ain't got no vaccine. If you, ain't, if you don't have the vaccine, if you ain't, if you ain't down, if you ain't woke with, with, with this, that way you're talking, hey man, our people is coming after you right now. And I'm talking about they're coming at you like, they talk like they know more than that Dr. Falke. Why is that? <sighs> 
the media has so politicized the vaccine and COVID that again, we've adopted the vaccine as part of our fake, fake identity. We are the least vaccinated group of people in America by percentages. So Jim, what you're hearing is a lot of phony BS. It, it's, it's people performing, even when white people aren't around, we have gotten into the habit of performing for the approval of white liberals. And we think it's like, it's the thing to do. And so yes, will people get on you about, <laughs> you ain't got the vaccine. Now I know your son's dealing coke, dope, heroin, weed, and everything out of the basement or out of his room. Cooking it in the crock pot. <laughs> Cooking it in the crock pot and all that. They won't get outraged about that. But let somebody come over that ain't got the vaccine. Yeah, I see it all the time when I pull up at a, you know, the people, generally speaking, walking in with these little fake cover masks when they go into the convenience store, it tends to be us. And it's like, they've read none of the data about, hey, that little sheet you're wearing over your face uh, does nothing. And so, uh, look, man, it's something, see, I'm better. And, and they've been convinced that Trump supporters don't take it. So the black thing to do is to take it. And, and by taking, if you don't take the vaccine, you must be a Trump supporter. So it, it's all part of a programming and brainwashing that has gone on with us and it's all fake because we again we the lowest percentage of people vaccinated but we run around here acting like we invented the damn vaccine like like uh what's the who george washington carver invented peanut butter and the vaccine is that peanut butter in the record player yeah. <laughs> so i want to i'm gonna say it one more time just to be clear I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm gonna wait, be a little bit more, I'm not gonna run in. I'm gonna walk down, get them all. Uh, I'm, let's end this up, let, let, let's wrap this up, all right? Yeah. Um, there, there's no doubt that you have agreed and you've said that uh, the show Six Feet Under is the greatest show ever made on TV. I have not said that. I said oh, the I'm sorry. I'm so, oh, the wire. Yeah, the wire. wire. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I quit watching Six Feet Under for the same reason I quit watching Oz. <laughs> no explanation needed. If you need an explanation, <laughs> go ahead. Um, a lot of people want to know this. This was a question that was asked by one of your fans. They said, if you could be any character from the wire, who would you be? If I could be any character from who, the Wire. Who do you think you would be? What character from The Wire would you consider yourself to be? Because <laughs> there was a joke answer I was going to have that would be very ungodly. I was going to say I'd be Kima's wife uh, if I could be <laughs> you could you, you couldn't even You couldn't even let Pastor Anthony get, get out the gate, could you? Come on, man. God, it was a joke. I told you we need more humor on this show. Uh, Mark that spot right there. That's not going to be on the show. <laughs> that will be on the show. It just won't be on social media. Uh, <laughs> but, so I mean, if I'll just, the character that probably reflects. By the way, we took a bet on this before, so we, it's three of us. We know we're taking a guess. Okay, on who tell you me who y'all said. We can't uh, tell you. Go ahead. No, I want to know before. No, I say. come on, give us your answer, and then we'll let you know. If there's a character on the show that reflects me, probably best, it's gonna be a curveball. Jimmy McNulty. Damn it, Chris said that. <laughs> it's Jimmy McNulty. Chris said that. I'm like, hell no, he's not gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jimmy McNulty is a trouble starter. He disobeys his bosses. He starts trouble. He, he uses women to push cars. <laughs> he he. <laughs> Jimmy McNulty is you know that reckless police officer. Good police, but a headache. He's all about the results. Or someone else. It was like what Dennis said. Lester Freeman would be another guy that would be me, but Lester's more quiet and, and more 
he's, he's, he's the same as Jimmy McNulty, but just a different personality. Wow. And so, you know, Jimmy would get liquored up and do stupid things. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's either one of those two. Good post, you know. No bunk? I mean, because you, you, you had, somebody said bunk. Bunk didn't start, bunk, bunk was too buttoned up. Bunk, bunk is by the book. He ain't getting in no trouble. They didn't Jason, you ain't getting in no trouble. <laughs> Jim, are you kidding? Jason, you ain't getting, man, you, man, you, come on, man. Jim. Okay. You know, ESPN fired me twice, right? You just didn't get it right the first time. <laughs> you know that, like, when I left Kansas City, they, we, we said you can't come back. Yeah, I, <laughs> I set the place on fire on my way out the door. Yeah, yeah, I had to put it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Uh, okay, yeah. touche. I'm just, no, bunk is. Okay, I, I thought for sure you was going to go with Stringer Bear. I thought for sure you was going to go with I took this co-op, I put it together. Oh, Stringer, Stringer Bell, no street sense, no code of ethics, no nothing. Look, it, he's, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I'm Stringer Bell, I'm fine like that, all the women want me and I'm smart. I did not know you didn't think and that. I'm smart. But again, like he's, people, but no, if I'm, I'm far more Avon than Stringer. Far more. Uh, and so, I mean, like, Avon was about his family, about a cold, doing what, what he thought was necessary. And literally, like, you know, me, it was like, I'm a fighter. Don't, don't beef down. You know how Avon beef, Stringer was trying to tell uh, Avon, don't beef with Marlo. That's beneath us now. We done made it, blah, blah, blah. And, and Avon's like, no, nah, man, I'm just a gangster. And I want my corners back. And that <laughs> tended to be me. It's like when, when you go beat up the little dude from Deadspin that had picked a fight with you and don't nobody know, even know his name, Greg Howard or whatever, mm-hmm. that's some Avon type. Oh, you came at me? You mean like you did Gary Sheffield Jr.? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said my name? It's a Marlo. Remember Marlo? He said my name on the street. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yes. That's beefing down and, you know, just to protect that reputation. I want my name to ring out. So I got you. Jimmy McNulty. If I had to be one, if I had to be one, I'd be Brother Muzain. (laughs) I'd be Brother Muzain. You blind butchie, man. (laughs) What you need? I think we're done. I hey, got, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. All right. Good job. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. For freedom. Looking for a breakout. Feeling like a standoff. Nothing in life like freedom. Came like a fighter. Striking like a ladder. Making all this moves for freedom. I want freedom. No negotiation, my sister, no relation We all just wanna have freedom Sitting on the corner, never been alone I'm breaking my back for freedom Bless, we are living, get back We are receiving, all receiving We all wanna be free We want freedom I just want, I wanna be I just want, I wanna be I just want, I wanna be